The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Welcome in to Stacking the Box. Treat to start the show today, our guy Nick Wright. FS1, you watch him every morning. First things first, I watch him all day long on my Twitter feed. At Get Nick Wright, Matt Verram, very excited to talk to you. Because and, and listen, uh, we every week we've just been talking about how no one can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the greatest time in Kansas City sports history. This is the greatest time in your sports history. I mean, everything's going right for you. So, I mean, yeah. you're just nodding your head. Like, the, right? I mean, this, I mean, why even play the rest of the season? The Chiefs are in a weird spot for what we all do for a living. And I, this is going to sound arrogant. I don't mean it to. They're almost too good to be interesting. And like they, they, you, it's really hard to talk about them on a week in week out basis because it feels like if you're picking like, okay, their goal line offense hasn't been great. Does anyone think that's going to continue? They're going to be a bad red zone team. No, like you're just basically wondering, are they going to get through the regular season healthy and in the AFC. I don't know what you guys think. Like who's the biggest competition in the AFC. I think it's the Titans, but we saw them play the Titans last year and they were down 10 points twice in the second half and they lead at halftime. Now I think they like, it's not like they're a foregone conclusion to win the Super Bowl, but they are to me, as well positioned as any team has been in recent NFL memory. The only concern is they kind of remind me of the 15 and one Packers who are coming off a defending Super Bowl championship with a quarterback playing the level Mahomes is. And that team obviously lost its very first playoff game to the giants, but that that seems like an outlier more than a trend. Yeah. Like I, I look at the AFC Nick and I feel like you have to have two prerequisites to beat Kansas city. You have to get a, a pass rush all game with four guys. Can't be for a quarter, can't be for a half. It's got to be all four quarters. We saw that in the Super Bowl. The other thing is you got to have a quarterback who can sling it at least to somewhat keep pace with Mahomes. I'm not saying he's got to be Mahomes. Yep. Nobody is, but you've got to you've got to do a reasonable impression. 
and keep the game close enough that if the Chiefs make a couple of mistakes, you can capitalize. I look at the AFC and say, all right, Buffalo, maybe. Like, I mean, I, but the problem is they don't get a pass rush. They don't get home. And so against, against them, it's like, well, Mahomes is just going to go nuts or they'll do what they did when they saw him back in week five or week six, rather, and they'll run the ball like crazy. And then I agree with you with the Titans. Like, the Titans have more talent offensively than people realize, and Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. But they're dead last in sacks, and they're dead last in pressure rate. And so I sit there and say to myself, they're not going to get off the field ever. I don't they're, think so either. They're dead last in third down, too. Like, I, I look at the Chiefs and say, if the Chiefs play a B-plus or better game, nobody's beating them. And you're right. It doesn't make for compelling oh, radio I think, TV. But I, I, think in the, I think in the AFC, if the Chiefs play a B-minus game, nobody's beating them. Now, I think in the Super Bowl, I, if they get there, I think that the Saints and the Rams could present real problems uh, because of their defenses. Saints defense has been outstanding the second half of the season. Aaron Donald is such a singularly great player that he scares you. And if you're the Rams, I do wonder if what they, if they were to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, if they wouldn't put Jalen Ramsey on Kelsey. Double Tyree Kill asked Jalen Ramsey take Kelsey one-on-one because the problem for every team all year has been is that if you single Tyree Kill, he has the first half he had against Tampa. But once you double him, that's why Travis Kelsey is going to become the first tight end ever to lead the NFL in receiving yards. At least he's right now leading the NFL in receiving yards. And you can't double them both. But I think Ramsey could present a really interesting issue. I don't think Ramsey can guard Tyreek one-on-one because Tyreek's just too fast. But if you put him on Kelsey, then you double Tyreek. Now you have interesting stuff there. And then the Packers, the question with the Packers would be, Rodgers is the only quarterback in the league that can play his A plus game is as good as Mahomes' A plus game. Like I, I believe, and so Agreed. the Packers, it would just be, uh, you know, does somebody muff a punt? Does somebody make a mistake? I think those, I think those Super Bowls all could be very, very difficult. I would, I don't think the Chiefs would be massive favorites against anybody. And I do wonder. Th- there's almost part of you, not really, because the buy was on the line. Progressive presents today's to do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with a purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. But there's almost part of you that wished against Miami that the 10-point deficit would have come back to bite them. There is, to me, a level of concern a bit that they are – Patrick Mahomes in his career is now 9-5 and five when trailing by double digits. It's insane. And he's played five career playoff games. One, they led the whole way, his first career playoff game. The other four, he trailed by double digits. And in all four of them, he had the lead – with two minutes remaining, if not, you know what I mean? And one, he of course lost. Right. So I do worry about a little complacency there, but that's what we're talking about with the chiefs. It's really hard to see a team just head up beat. Them. Do you have any problem if Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP? I mean, he's no, I mean, I, right now I think Mahomes is the slight leader. They, to use a football analogy going into Sunday, 
Let's go back to the Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Mahomes is up 28 to 3. After Sunday, it's 28 20, and the Patriots have the ball. Falcons are still the favorite, but it's up in the air. Like the, Mahomes is beating them in yards. Rodgers is beating them in touchdown and rating. They're dead even on completion percentage yards per attempt and uh, total turnovers. Where The reason I think Mahomes has the edge is Rodgers, one really awful game directly led to a big loss for them, a lo- the loss against Tampa. And Mahomes yeah. – and in that game, Rodgers had a quarterback rating of like 35. This game – Mahomes still had a pretty decent game aside from the turnovers, and they won. So I think Mahomes is the leader, but I don't think it's a runaway anymore. And Rodgers, if they get the one seed and he has more touchdowns and a higher rating and the same number of picks, you can make a very legitimate case he's the MVP. And I think it needs to be said, look, and it's a two-horse race. Like every once in a while, you'll see these people who no like question. to throw in, like, well, what about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's not winning the MVP. Okay, if you want to talk about Derrick Henry as the offensive player of the year or something, he can he can fight it out with Kelsey – fine it's Rodgers and Mahomes I think both of them that both of them have one more big prime time game the Packers do play this Saturday Saturday night so they, technically they have two because then next week they're they're home against Tennessee against that terrible Titans defense right Sunday night football he's gonna rip Rodgers could put up a huge game he's gonna rip him up so now Mahomes has one left and it comes this Sunday it's a standalone game essentially 425 against New Orleans yeah. New Orleans, a little bit of the luster knocked off that game because they lose to Philly, and we don't know if Breeze is going to play. If Mahomes goes in there, though, and has one of those classic Mahomes 400-some-odd yards, four touchdowns, a game like he had against Tampa, then I think it swings back in his favor. I also think – I'll start to interrupt you. I also think if the Chiefs finish 15-1, and one, yep. if the Packers finish – if they lose one more time – then I think that swing – they're 12-4 and four versus 15-1. and one. Sure. To me, that's huge. You said Derrick Henry's not going to win it. I don't think Derrick Henry's going to win it. I do think it should be stated, Henry, in his last 16 games, has 2,000 yards. It's unbelievable. In his last 22 games, including the playoff run, he has 2,800 yards. Yeah. And he's, what, like 420 yards or something away from 2,000? To me, that's doable. And if he gets to 2,000 yards, a few people will vote for him. He yeah. won't win it. But if you get to 2,000 yards and that team is 12 and four or 11 and five, he'll get some votes. But it's mo- the, Josh Allen being was never a contender. Big Ben was never a contender. Russ obviously was a contender, but has fallen off entirely. It, it's Mahomes and Rodgers. Let me get both of your opinions on this right now. If you had to bet on the NFC, I mean, you're, you're teeing up the Saints, you're teeing up. Green Bay. I actually think Seattle's in there, man. I, I I absolutely think they're capable of doing it. And Nick, why don't you go first? Who who do you, if you had to put your life on it, who's coming to this out of this, who's playing the Super Bowl? Put my life on it. I you, listen. I don't trust Jared Goff. I think the Rams are very very good. Yep. I the if the Packers hold on to the bye, I'm going to hedge here just so you know. If the Packers hold on to the bye, I would go with the Packers. Um, I I am. You, I am certain Tampa won't be there. Mm-hmm. I am certain Arizona won't be there. Quietly, Cliff Kingsbury. Are we sure he's good? And no. obvi- I think Washington could win a playoff game. I think Washington, if they get Tampa in the first round, I think Washington will win that game based on the power of their pass rush alone. But obviously, Washington or the Giants is not going to be there. But I agree with you. Like, I think it's it. 
you know, the those four teams, Rams, Saints, Packers, Seahawks, none of them have a less than 20% chance and none of them have more than 30% chance. Like there is to me even as anybody can be, and it might really come down to who has the bye, who gets that resting to skip that round of the playoffs. I totally agree with Nick. Look, I, I feel like th- that buy in the NFC is so critical. Like Kansas City's probably going to get the buy in the AFC, but had they not have gotten it, I still would have picked the Chiefs to get out of the AFC. I don't care. They got to play a third game. Fine. They'll beat Cleveland or whoever it is, and then they'll 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 beat Pittsburgh and so on. The NFC, it feels just massive, and the Saints losing to Philly slides the Packers in there. The Packers are going to be favorites in every game they play the rest of the way. They're nine-point favorites against the Panthers. They're going to be favorites against Tennessee, and they're going to be favorites in Chicago Week 17. I don't think they lose any of those games. And if they don't, I'm taking them because you're asking me, am I taking the Packers to win twice at home or any of these yeah. other teams to win three games? Win three times, I'm taking including Green on Bay. the road. Yeah. And I'll say this, too. The Rams and the Seahawks, to me, play a, a Super Bowl elimination game Week 16 because whoever loses that game is going to be a wild card. I don't think either one of those teams is going on the road and winning all three games. I don't. Well, and on Seattle, Pete Carroll has a lot of great playoff moments. None of them are on the road. Think about all the the Beast Quake game. That's at home. The Aaron Rodgers-Packers-NFC Championship game that Russ comes back and wins. That's at home. The Michael Crabtree game, Richard Sherman knocking it down. That's at home. Like th- th- their best road playoff moment when Blair Walsh misses the f- the 15 <laughs> right. to 18 yard field goal, they win 10, nine. Like, so I agree with you there. I, I think McVay's 34 or 35 and Oh, when leading at halftime is one of the craziest stats and one of the craziest streaks in the league. I, if they had a slightly above average quarterback. And I don't think golf is that. I think golf is totally masked by the offense by McVay. Let me say it a different way. If they had a good quarterback, I think they would be so, so incredibely great because you. I just love their personnel. I love McVay. Yeah, I, I agree. Like the Rams, people talk about Pittsburgh, and rightfully so, Pittsburgh's defense is excellent, although now banged up. The Rams' defense, to me right now, is the best defense the in best. football, period. Donald is a wrecking crew, as you mentioned earlier. And 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 he can he's one of the rare guys who gets doubled almost every play and it makes no difference. He nope. he destroys teams from the inside out. But if the Rams have to go on the road and okay, let's say they get the NFC East team, fine. I think they beat whoever that is. They're just so good defensively. But then if they've got to go to Green Bay, that's like Goff there. I remember when I covered two years ago that they played a, a Sunday night game against Chicago in Soldier Field. It was brutally cold out. It's like eight or nine degrees. And I remember watching him from the press box in that game, and Goff had one of those hand warmers on. And before the every snap, he'd have his hands in the whole yep. time, and then the snap would be ready to come, and he'd put his hands out. And I remember thinking to myself, if he's that Tiny uncomfortable, too. yeah, it, it's not good. Like, yeah. he's not going to land, in my opinion, and winning a game where it's zero, and the wind chill's negative. Now, right, but he, we know he can go to New Orleans and win. Yes, Perfect you know conditions. what I mean? Like it's perfect, it's perfect conditions, right? Absolutely. All right, Nick. Two more before you get out out of here. Best job if you're Eric Bieniemy, and you're offered multiple gigs this offseason. Houston. It's all it's all Houston yep. all the time. To me, everyone's like they don't have picks. Okay, what do you use your picks for? To find a quarterback? Like, what are we talking about here? And I, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I say I want me and John Dorsey. You get us both. 
You, you know what I mean? You, you go in together, you've worked together before you, you have a GM that believes in you. That's what I would want. I, I'm trying to think of the other jobs that are, I would, as much as I like the idea of Trevor Lawrence, I don't want the Jets You can't job. go there. The bears don't have a quarterback and don't have a way to get one. Uh, the chargers could be interesting if Anthony Lynn's fired, but then you're in the same division as Mahomes. Like that's a huge bummer. It's not just that the AFC South, you have Deshaun. It's that the Jags, will they ever be good? I don't know. The Titans, I, if you're so reliant on a running back, you don't feel like it's a long window, even though I really like Grable. Um, and the Colts don't have a quarterback either. So, like, I just – to me, it's Houston. I, it's no question about it. It's, I, I, if I'm the enemy, I would want to go to let, Houston. Let, let me give one path to, to the Bears getting a quarterback off the sidebar here. You, you call up Dallas – who's going to have a chance to draft a quarterback this year. They don't want to pay Dak. Hey, we'll give you Khalil Mack and some draft picks, whatever you want. Give, we'll take Dak off your hand. We'll eat the bad part of Mack's contract to make it palatable for Dallas. This is all Adam Hogue's idea, but I really like it. Do you think that's even remote? Does that interest you? I think that if Dallas had been better this year, maybe. I'm saying if you're the Bears, yeah, it interests you. If you're the Cowboys, I think Dak guaranteed himself his contract by how they fell off a cliff. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Now, the, and the argument for Dallas is you have your quarterback, pay him, trade that pick, trade back, because they need a ton of help on defense. They're not one player away. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I'm an idiot. Like, they're way, way further away than I thought they would be. And, and for the record, by the way, I, I agree – Nick, the, the John Dorsey thing uh, with, with the enemy, I know Matt Lombardo, who writes for us a fan site, he actually talks to some people in the league who think there might be a package deal. Houston is, first and foremost, they're the best job. Watson, he's a top five quarterback, period, end of story. Yep. And, hey, by the way, no state income tax uh, in Texas. Not, not a bad little side, side uh, gift there. The Chargers is the other one, though, that's really interesting. Look, he's not going to Detroit. The Jets are a disaster. Jacksonville – you maybe if you love fields, but again, another franchise that's been rudderless for how long now? Like Houston and the Chargers. The Chargers are a weird team. You get to you get to LA, you have Herbert. There's no pressure because nobody in LA cares about cares the Chargers. About them. But yep. you have an ownership group that has been cheap as cheap can be forever in the Spanos group. And it's a franchise that, as you mentioned, look, they've got to play Mahomes twice a year. Do you want that? You're probably right. a wild card. You, you know what's you know what's funny? We don't even mention Detroit. Like nobody the it's irrelevant. And I is Zach Taylor keeping his job in Cincinnati? If he I is, why is he? But not I don't want to go and I don't want to go to that division. Like that no, division no. is gonna be great forever. Like I believe in Baker. I know a lot of people don't, but Stefanski's awesome. The Ravens are never bad. The Steelers are never bad. Like that's just such a brutal division. I don't even if Joe Burrow were healthy, I think that job would scare me. So, Nick, last one. A lot of Chiefs fans listen to this podcast. Uh, just words of wisdom, and enjoyment. I think you grew up in Section One Hundred Seven, living the oh, dream. Right. Go right. See, I, I, right. I, I, the, I don't know why yeah, you that made fun of those seats. Well, you, you, you called them the best seats in the house, so they were in the end zone, which I just – They were in the corner. I didn't call them the best seats in the house. What they, was nice about them was they were the closest to the field you can be while still being under the overhang. That way, if it was raining, sleeting, or snowing, you could stay dry and sit right there. That's, that's why I like them. 
You liked them because they were free, yet you complain <laughs> about them. Um, for Chiefs fans, what I would say is this. This team's won 21 of 22 games. There's only been, I think, six instances of longer runs with only one loss in the history of the league. And I something came across – oh, it was the last time the Chiefs played the uh, the Saints. It was came across my timeline yesterday. And the opening highlight was Alex Smith throwing a wheel to Spencer Ware. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is – and Andy Reid was there, and, you know, Tyree Kill was on the team at that point in time. It does feel surreal that this is our team. And I think because it went well, people don't think about it. One of the all-time sliding doors moments, forget Chiefs, forget the NFL, I would argue in sports history is Mahomes' kneecap being relocated on the field when it happened. Like the Chiefs at that point in time, keep in mind, they had won one playoff game in – well, I guess they had won two playoff games in 25 years. They had won one playoff game with Mahomes. That year, he wasn't playing – he had hurt his ankle early last season – his numbers weren't overwhelming. They had lost to the Colts where the offense wasn't doing anything. They had lost another weird game, I think, at that point in the season. And he's on the field, and it is. it looks like, oh, that's – his reaction was, I'm done for not the rest of the year, but for 12 months. And the fact that they got that Super Bowl and he's fully healthy this year, that if just that goes a different way, I, I, I can't even – like how different every part of the NFL is. And so it is, and I, I just, the I, and I want to say one other thing about the Chiefs. It's in play that the Chiefs forget what happens in the future, that already of the three greatest tight ends in the history of the NFL, the Chiefs have two of them, Gonzalez and Kelsey. I think Kelsey has an argument that Gonzalez and Gronk are the only ones better than him. Now, Kellen Winslow Sr., Shannon Sharp, some people would argue Antonio Gates. Kelsey's numbers are impossible. And, you know, he was born the same year as Gronk. Somebody pointed that out today. It's, it doesn't seem like that. Um, but uh, but I, I it, it, Mahomes gets all the love, and he should. But Kelsey and Tyreek are singularly talented first ballot Hall of Fame caliber players. And Kelsey will be a first ballot Hall of Fame guy. And Andy, obviously, is the second best coach of his era. I think one could argue. And so, yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it. It is time for us to get rich. Hang tight. We'll be right with you. It's Stacking the Box. You know, it's funny, and I think that's all perfectly said. I thought when you were going to talk about sliding doors, I always think of one that comes – a year before the Chiefs get Mahomes, and that's with Paxton Lynch. It is not a fallacy. They wanted to draft him? They, they wanted him. They were desperately trying to move up. That is a true story. That has been something verified over the years. Oh, my God. They and Dallas were doing everything they could to get up to get Paxton Lynch. Thank you, John Elway. And John Elway outbid them. And so think about that. How different is that world if Kansas City takes Paxton Lynch? I don't care how bad he is his first year. You're not taking Mahomes the next year, right? Like, right. they don't get him. Maybe or, I mean, there's, there's so Mahomes. many things, which is why you don't want to count your chickens on anything. And then I know we got to go. You know, what if 
up 21 nothing in the divisional round game, Bill O'Brien goes for that fourth down. Forget sure. not calling a fake punt. Forget fumbling the kickoff. Just goes for that fourth down, and they end up going up 28 nothing. Everything's different. And then again, the narrative is, okay, so Mahomes – one and two in the playoffs. Andy Reid with the, the the weight around Andy Reid's neck becomes almost unbearable. So like they, you know, the for me, since Mahomes has been here, you know, it felt like the the D Ford offsides and the coin flip were just stomach punches. I if they win that Super Bowl, I don't know if they win last year's, but having not won la- that Super Bowl. He gets his kneecap put back in place. And then the sequence of they kick the field goal, they being the Texans, the Chiefs score, the fake punt, the fumbled kickoff, like that 30 minutes changed everyone's life forever. And I I I think I think they have a real chance. And I know I said don't count the chickens, but I'll end the podcast counting the chickens or my portion of it. I think they have a real chance of becoming the first team ever to win three straight Super Bowls I think that that is something that is on the board and it is it is pinch me I can't believe it type of stuff if you're a lifelong Chiefs fan Nicky thanks appreciate you you're the best you guys do a great job appreciate it thank you very much Nick the 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 dislocated knee I'm, I'm I'm thinking like Gail Sayers went the wrong way for the Bears back in the day. I'm thinking of Michael Jeffrey Jordan broken foot. Like what happens if that goes wrong? It's it's unbelievable. And that was like a lightning bolt from the, Dude, the sports I want, gods. I wanted to die. Like yeah. like how does that happen? And he's yeah. fine. Back in two weeks, fine. no problem. Back in two I'll weeks. Tell you what. I'll talk. Well, hey, the, are we still going? I don't know if we're still going. Yeah, we're still not. we're gonna keep going after you go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. We're um, fine, man. We got all time I, in the world. I will say. Everyone on that Chiefs team deserves a Super Bowl ring. Matt Moore deserves a special one because he played in that – they played well against the Packers and lost. Yep. But beating the Vikings is what allowed the bye and kind of set the table for everything and allowed the Chiefs to play nothing but uh, home playoff games the entire way because of what happened to Baltimore. All of it – all of it's unbelievable. All right, I'm going to go now. I'll talk See to you, you guys later. Thanks, Walker. See you, brother. You know, Nick Wright with us at Stack in the Box. Start the show. Vertoram, anything sticking out there for you? I mean, great job by Nick. And I think, you know, look, Nick and I obviously have one big thing in common. We both lived and died at the Chiefs for a long time. And I, it, it's funny. I feel like whenever you talk to somebody, and it, it, Nick's been uh, the fan a few years more than I have, but, uh, you know, basically around the same time. It's just so funny. Like when he was talking about how that 30 minutes against the, the Texans changed your life, like it really did. Like, I can't – if you're not a fan of that team, maybe you can understand – maybe there was another moment, you know, for you being such a big Bulls fan growing up, and maybe there was something with Jordan where you really just felt like that was the moment. You know, I don't know, for you, maybe it was his 60-what, three in the Boston Garden, or or maybe it was beating Detroit, right, finally getting over that hump. As a Chief fan, if you said, there, well, that's the Chiefs, it wasn't a good thing. Like, it was always like, well, of course they blew it. That game, that quarter, when they went from down 24 nothing to up 28-24, and, and like Nick said, about a half hour's worth of real time, I was on the phone with my dad 
they were down 24 nothing. There's a commercial break. And I called my father and I said, you know what? Look, they're probably going to lose this game. This is a disaster. How are they going to lose this team? I have no idea. But I said, you know what? Sometimes these teams that are like really star-crossed, it's just you need to go through the absolute worst case scenario before things go well. And I couldn't have gotten that sentence out of my mouth. McCall Hardman runs back to kick like 60 yards. We stayed on the phone. And it was just unbelievable. Like I'll never as if if they hook me up when I'm 95 and they play that on a monitor and I'm in a hospital, but I, my heart rate will start to jump. I mean, it was just, it was it was cathartic. It was euphoria. So look, Nick said a lot of things I thought were right on and were really interesting. But that part, you know, on a personal level, hit me because I agree with him. Like I can imagine how Nick felt because I'm sure we felt the same way. Well, what was interesting about it to me there is like even if the Texans went up 28 nothing, I still thought you were winning the football game. Maybe, but I, I know what he means because when, when O'Brien kicked that field goal, you know, if pe- people who don't know or don't remember, it was like fourth and a foot. And they right. were down in the red zone, 21 nothing with 10 minutes to go in the half, and they kicked. And I remember thinking, yeah, it's 24 nothing, but scared money doesn't always win. Like it kind of felt like they, they originally lined up the goal fourth, then they called timeout. And it, came, it just had a feeling of like, man, that's scared money. And then when he went for the punt, Fake punt. That was, more, that was that was that was insane. I, I will say, and I can't tell you who. I texted somebody in the Chiefs organization right after the game ended. Hey, congratulations! You know, personal response. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I said, when did you know you were going to win that game? And he's like, when O'Brien faked a punt, we all started congratulating each other. Like it was just immediately as a Chief fan, you're like, oh, they're going to lose. Like I can't believe they did that. It was amazing. It was amazing, and. uh Listen, I, I enjoy all Nick's stuff. Uh, it does great work on uh, FS1. First things first, he's he's terrific. And if you're a Chief fan, my, I mean, you got to enjoy it. Like, Nick is like the ultimate high-profile Chief fan who gets to share his, uh, his love of the team. So it's it, always fun to watch. It, it, when we were doing radio in Kansas City together, his – the amount of enjoyment he would get to do a monologue on a, on a Monday morning after the Chiefs and give his deep thoughts on what just happened. I mean, the, the dude just loved it. Um, and now he's doing it on the national level. And speaking to uh, what you were saying about, about MJ, um, you know, obviously like being Detroit and all that type of stuff, but like you went all the way back to 63 against the Celtics. So I think, I don't know if I, I'm sure I've, I've told the story a million times, so I, I don't think I've told it here. But he scores 63 against the Celtics. They lose the series. Uh, they come back. It's year three. I'm at Rob Ginsburg's Bar Mitzvah, Matt Verderam, the great Gins. Of course. And uh, it's opening night. They're playing the Knicks. Okay. Uh, you can, you can, it's, and what year is this? This is, this is the 1986-87 season. It's year three okay. for, for Mike. Okay. You can YouTube, you can YouTube the Bulls Knicks 86 and you'll get the 50 point performance that Jordan had that night. And so I went to up to the bartender is how I remember it. I don't know why there was a bartender at this bar mitzvah. Actually, it wouldn't make sense. It was a Friday night. And I said, did the Bulls win? And he says, he said, yeah, Jordan had 50. And I was at that moment, 13 year old car was like, all right, this is it. <laughs> this dude's never stopping. <laughs> like, that was the game. Like, like that just felt like, okay, the 63, like that was completely ridiculous. Was that real? Like really real? Okay. Yeah. 50 on opening night. Okay. This is, this is, this is preposterous. All right. Well, let's get, let's get into the rest of the football podcast here. Uh, week 15. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it going with the chiefs here. Saints chiefs, little marquee action here, my friend. It is, it is uh, the 425 slot on CBS. Nance and Roma have the call on that one. Like, 
it's funny. It's only a big game for the Saints because the Chiefs, even if they lose, they still stay as the number one seed. They go home, they play the Falcons and Chargers, and that's it. If they win those games, they win. Um, and they may not even have to win both those if the Steelers were to lose. We won't get all into that. Um, the Saints are now the two seed because they lose a tiebreaker to Green Bay. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Saints have to win out and hope to get lucky. That, that's bottom line for them. Now, now, we don't know if Taysom Hill or Drew Brees is going to play. It kind of looks like it's going to be Taysom Hill, but it's still early in the week. Um, that's a huge one for the Saints. They have to win that game. If you're Kansas City, you'd like you'd like to win because what the hell, you're there. you got to play the game. But it doesn't have the urgency that uh, it had even two weeks ago. So I'm curious. Look, I'll say this about the Chiefs, though. Whenever they've played a really good team, the Chiefs have come out guns blazing. Like that seems to be the one thing that cracks them out of their malaise where they, they, you know, slog around for big portions of the game and then they wake up for a quarter. You know, they came out against the Bucks, destroyed them. Came out against the Bills, played really well. Came out against the Ravens, destroyed them. Like, so I expect that the Chiefs will play well, but it's a much, much, much bigger game for the Saints. Everything's on the line for them. Really, nothing is on the line for Kansas City. I, well, I agree, and like, and I think the Steelers are going to keep on falling. You just, you know, cementing that one seed's got some value for KC, right? Am I, am I, am I, am I missing something here? Well, if so, the Chiefs. I mean, they're not going to. It just the, makes the end of your year that less, much less right. stressful. Essentially, all the Chiefs have to do is split their next two games because they're both against NFC foes, and then they have to beat the Chargers at home. Now, without getting two in the weeds, if the Chiefs win one of these next two. And the Steelers lose one of their next two, which would probably be the Colts game. They're not going to lose on Monday night to Cincinnati. If they were to lose to the Colts, the Chiefs clinch before they even play week 17. Right, right. Well, okay. Fair enough. Game's way more important for New Orleans. I get it. Uh, let's let's look at Vegas. The, the Raiders, uh, it doesn't feel good right now. There's no doubt about it. But Verran wants to remind Raiders fans, because you're a good man, that all hope is not lost, damn it. Let's go. Let's go. Week fifteen. Let's let's build back a better John Gruden future. You so can t- you could beat the Chargers on Thursday night. Damn it! So I'm I'm gonna go uh, Galaxy Brain here because I love this stuff. And I sat there for about an hour figuring out all these scenarios. First of all, and I know technically the Raiders could probably get in nine and seven. They got to win out. Okay, they got to win out. They got to get to ten and six. If they do that, they will have beaten Miami. They also beat Cleveland earlier in the year. They will win both tiebreakers. So if they, if they end up tied with Cleveland or Miami for the last seed and they went out, they're going to get in. What, what, what the Raiders essentially need, went out, first and foremost. You don't do that, forget it, it's over. You need the Dolphins to do nothing else other than just lose to you. So you're good there. What they really need is Cleveland to lose two of three because Baltimore is not going to lose. Baltimore plays basically you, me, and Nick Wright here the last three weeks of the year. They're going to win. They – they need Cleveland to lose two of the following three at the Giants, at the Jets, home to Pittsburgh. So really to the Giants and the Steelers. There's hope. There's hope. They need some things to go right, but there's hope. 
There you go, Raider fans. We're 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 all in on on being fair on the stack in the box podcast. Damn straight. Giants, Browns. It's too bad that Odell is not physically healthy yep. to play this game. That's a huge bummer. Who do you looking back on? Do you have a thought on who won that trade? I think it's pretty close, actually. Jeez. I, you. I mean, Peppers. Cleveland, Cleveland, because they got the best player. But has it really changed much for the team? Uh, it's fair. Probably not, right? Like, look, that game is bigger than some people realize, though, because Washington plays Seattle in the early window on Sunday. Big game. We don't know if Alex Smith's going to play. But let's just say regardless, let's say Seattle wins the game. Okay, let's just say Seattle wins, Washington falls. If the Giants win against the Browns, they're back in first place with two games left. Now, they go to play at Baltimore Week 16. They're going to get handled. But then they host the Cowboys. So if, if they if they were just to split, unless Philly wins out or Washington wins out, they win the division, provided they can beat Cleveland. I just went over why Cle- – Cle- I'll tell you right now, Cleveland better win that game against the Giants. They lose that game. Like, I see so many people, oh, they'll beat Pittsburgh. Really? Because the last time they saw Pittsburgh, they got walloped. And I'll tell you right now, if Pittsburgh needs that game, that is not a spot I want to be in if I'm Cleveland. The Cleveland Ravens game was incredible. One of the more entertaining games I've ever seen. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And I, I, you know, every time I watch Lamar, I have the same reaction: like you're going to get killed, and it's all going to be over on the very next play. But the way he is able to find, there was one play at the goal line where it was third and four, third and five, and he fakes the handoff, and there doesn't look like there's any room there, and I'm worried he's going to get killed. And somehow, some way, he just slithers through. No one touch him, touches him. He's in the end zone. I mean, the guy's incredible. And, and like, you know, we'll, we, you know you've brought up a lot of times, like, he can't throw the ball. But he's so dynamic running it that he can just start, you know, get out in the flat, and then all of a sudden everyone's coming up, and then, oh. Sure. There's, you know, we got a wide open receiver. Marquise Brown is running, you know, is, is running free down the field because because there's only, you, you have to sell out to try and stop him. He's very, very unique. I do think the fact they can't throw the ball is going to eventually take them down. But I'll tell you what, I'll say this for the Ravens. And I said this last week, I said the week four. And you know, you run the tape back. They're going to go 11 and five. And if they get in the playoffs at 11 and five, which I believe they obviously will. Who the hell wants to play him? Like, that is a team. Look, I'll be the first to say, I think Baltimore is all about matchups. But if, if you're a team that doesn't match up well with the Ravens, that's a tough game because they can run the ball down their throat. They, they, they're, they're defensively, they're, they're very much a one-trick pony because they blitz like crazy. But if you don't handle the blitz well, you got problems. Like, Baltimore is going to come in with a full head of steam. So we'll see. But they're interesting. They're an interesting team. They got a huge win. Give them credit. Uh, you know, Jackson is out either with cramps or, or going to the bathroom, whatever the hell is going on, but they win. They scored 47 points. Uh, and by the way, that is the reason, you know, we talked about Cleveland last week and they beat Tennessee. You saw on Monday night, as, as entertaining as that game was, why I don't believe in Cleveland. Their defense is awful. And that, that to me is just, I'm sorry, in the playoffs, you're not going to beat everybody you play scoring 45 points, just not. And, and, and that's the issue. And Baker's better, clearly, but when he's under pressure, it's not good. 
it, it, he does not look comfortable at all. Like compare Lamar under pressure, which is basically all game versus when Baker is being chased. He, I mean, it's like, he's closing his eyes, hoping for a miracle. Uh, and a lot of, and he give him credit. He found a miracle a bunch of times and he's done that. Right. I guess more and more, but it, it just doesn't look great. All right. Let's, let's look at the bears and, uh, Minnesota, both teams, six and seven elimination game. Take it away, guy, well, my guy at Obradovich, Hampton OB 720 WGN Tuesday nights. He, I mean, he's screaming last night. This is the Super Bowl. OB is uh war 87 on the 1963 uh, NFL championship Chicago Bears team, super old school. But like, th- th- <laughs> this is like, is this is the Super Bowl, man? It's all on the line for the Bears to go up to Minnesota. Look, Trubisky's played well the last couple of weeks. Um, they, they had him on the move 15 out of the 33 times he dropped back last week, which is what everyone in Chicago has been screaming about for a long time. Verram's eating a pickle, by the way. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm not food. eating a pickle. I'm eating a Buckeye. Well, okay, having a little cookie. Love it. Um, so, I, I mean, I think the Bears are going to go up there and win, but maybe I'm just an idiot. But they, they, I thought Detroit played an incredible game to come back and beat them, and, and the Bears walloped a bad Texans team. Um, I think Chicago is actually starting to play decent football, so I expect them to win in Minneapolis on Sunday. I'm going to be pissed if they don't. I don't know what to expect because Minnesota and Chicago are two of the weirdest teams in the league. Like, if either one of them came out and blew the other one out, it would not surprise me at all. It really wouldn't. However, it also wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings lose because they missed seven field goals. Like it just—it's so bizarre. And the first time they saw each other, it was a hideous game on Monday oh, Night Football. One brutal. of the worst football games I've seen all year long. I, I kind of like the Bears. I'm kind of with you. Like I don't know if I'm going to pick them because Minnesota's at home and Trubisky just scares the hell out of me. Like, you never know when you're getting bad Mitch and he comes out and throws for like 112 yards, but. If they win, they're like oddly still in the playoff mix. The problem is going to be that they're going to have to play the Packers. And I, I know they're at home in that game. I just, but I, 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 ho- hopefully the game doesn't mean anything for Green Bay. That's how Bears fans are looking at it. Which well, is, then by you the should way, be rooting for the Chiefs this weekend. Exactly right. Which because is then, why then the Saints, you know, they can't catch them. Right, and which is why that game is an absolutely enormous game. And the other problem is I'm not sure how the tiebreakers are all working out here, but I think the Bears need Arizona to lose twice. They do. Uh, and they, the... they could though. Arizona's schedule is not easy. They got Philly, who is revitalized here with Hurts. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And then they also still have to play the Rams at LA, and they get the Niners. Like it's not, it's not likely. It's fifty fifty. It's certainly feasible. Yeah. Let's pause for a quick second here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with stacking the box. Um, all right, let's let's talk. Let's look for some upsets here. Week fifteen coming at you. Um, let's see here, Verum. You want to start? Give me your upset. All right. So, I think there's two. There's two that I, I shouldn't say. I think I think there are two that I'm really looking at here. Both in the AFC. Buffalo plays at Denver Saturday night. Buffalo should win that game a hundred times out of a hundred. Yeah, Drew Locke did have a very good game in Carolina. Four touchdowns, no picks. But he's Drew Locke. The problem is Buffalo is coming off of the biggest one they've had in how many years? Like, that is a classic, classic game where they go into Denver. They basically got the division wrapped up, whatever. 
Denver's way more motivated because it's a young team trying to prove itself. It's a primetime spot on Saturday afternoon, standalone game. I'd watch out for that game. The other game is Indian-Houston. Houston is not good, but Deshaun Watson's great. And they, those two teams, they played a very close game a couple weeks ago. If Watson doesn't get a bad snap at the goal line, they probably win. I, I could see that game being interesting. I think Indianapolis will win, but I would watch. i keep an eye on that game. So that's, I mean, Houston just so banged up. Unless they got a lot healthier, um, I can't imagine that happening. But it's, it's uh, you just got walloped by the Bears. There's a lot of interesting games here that you, where you could feel at least somewhat comfortable picking an upset. I, I the Lions are getting ten and a half. I mean, well, because Chase Daniels going to play. I, well, okay. I mean that that's that's a huge concern. Then, I, if if that's I didn't realize that was official that he's playing. Okay. It's not official, but it's likely. Okay, all right. Then I'm not. Then 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 I can't run down that. I'll, I'll have to move off of that one then. Um, I, I don't, you, you want to looking for an upset? You get five and a half if you want to play Washington. Um, yeah. Yep. You know that that's not exactly a, a terrible bet right now. The the. The Washington football team, it's their defense has been playing elite. Chase Young's out of his mind. Um, and Seattle's been up and down, even though I'm picking the Seahawks to win the whole damn NFC. But that, like, to me, that's that line is that's that's a lot. Um, and I don't, I, I think that Jacksonville's going to cover the 13. 13? Ooh. A brave man you are. Uh, I, I well, they. I wrote them. Bef- I wrote them once before, and they covered the 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 Jags. Let me pull up what the Jags have been against the spread. Ja- Jags Ravens. Um, you know, if you're gonna live your life, I mean, Minshew's playing, so that's that's good because he's their best quarterback. But man, a lot their defense is so bad. Yeah, yeah, but but like, do we really trust that Baltimore? six and seven good- against the spread. Six and seven. You got a fitty fitty shot here, baby. You're getting 13. I don't know. I, I don't I don't I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. 27-20. Ravens over the Jags. You go home a winner. Um, all right, let's 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 move along here to Jalen Hurts propelling the Philadelphia Eagles into the playoffs. Uh, huge challenge here with Arizona coming up. But uh what do you got here, Vernon? You think that that uh Hurts so good is gonna get it done? I, I don't. I I think they, they would have to win out to get in, and I don't think they're going to win out. Um, their schedule is not crazy. They're at Arizona, which is the hardest game they play, because then they play Dallas in Dallas, but who cares? They're washed. And then you go and you play the uh, football team at home. They could go 3-0. and I just don't think they will. Like, there's no reason to think that they will. Like, Hurts was fine against the Saints. He was better with his legs than he was with his arm. Yeah, I don't think they're going to beat Arizona. So I think the dream is dead on arrival. Um but if they beat Arizona, then all of a sudden I think it's interesting. Then then it becomes, okay, well, hey, can you can you win two divisional games? Can you get the team to whatever the hell they'd be at that point? Would they be seven, eight, and one? Um, you know, I, I think it's plausible if they win this game on Sunday in the desert. I just do not believe they will. And I think Hurts is limited right now as a quarterback. So uh, I'm out uh, on the idea that uh, even though it's not in the route, it's into the future. But I, I am uh, <laughs> I, I'm selling a stock in the idea that they're going to win the division. I find it very interesting because there's clearly a lot of buy-in in Philadelphia around Jalen Hurts right now. The, the players... Because uh, he's not Carson Wentz. Right, right. And yep. 
there's a leadership quality for a young guy that's being talked about. Uh, he, this style at quarterback is winning a lot of games right now. Uh, Arizona. We are- Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. I don't know if it's been up and down. It was like everyone was borderline surprised that they handled the Giants the way they did. Do they drop back and go the other way this week? I think that's entirely possible. But I can't I can't be predicting that Philadelphia is going to make the playoffs this year. That seems that's a little bit too tall for Carm to go to. What about Tua Tagovailoa solving Bill Belichick uh, as the Patriots season effectively came to a finish last week? But yeah. uh, but he certainly knows how to scheme for for a Tua. He did at least the first well, time. What, what do we think? I think I think this is a very hard spot for the Dolphins. I'll tell you right now, if they're going to win this game, better because their defense brings their hard hat. They are not going to win this game scoring a bunch of points. They're not. Belichick destroys young quarterbacks, just eats them alive every time he sees them. Uh, he saw Mahomes twice. His first year as a starter, he beat him twice. He, he saw Herbert earlier this year, but a month ago, destroyed them. 45 nothing. Herbert had the worst game of his career by a mile. Kyler Murray came to town a month ago. Uh, Kyler Murray did nothing in that game. Nothing. Like, he, it's not he, good. If he's, you're the, he's the quarterback killer, man. He's so he's so smart, dude. I, I, I They are going to shut them. Plus, they have no weapons. Like, Parker's in, you know, limping around. He's sick. He's hurt. They, they don't have the offense. And he had three extra days to prepare for this game. They're go- Listen, they're going to shut Miami down. Now, the question is, can they score enough? Like, to me, Miami's got to win this game like 16-13. This has to be like an old 1994, we're going to run it in there on first and second down. We're going to try to live on third, third and four, third and five. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if I'm the Dolphins in this game, I'm going heavy personnel, and I am jamming the ball down New England. So that is the only way I think they they can move the ball. Because New England's awful against the run. If, if I'm Miami, I'm running the ball 50-plus times this game. Seriously. And I'm throwing the ball, I don't know, 18 times. And, and I'm hoping that that's enough. I think this is this is a game, an all-means-necessary game. However you got to do it. But I do not think Tua is going to play well. Yep. And what <laughs> – do we have the Dolphins in the playoffs? You've been saying no for a while here. I, I Man, it's so hard. They have a hard schedule. They got this game and they're at Vegas, at Buffalo. It's just hard. I, I don't think they're going to get in. No. But, but – if they win this game, then I, I think they got a real shot because I, I think they're I think they're better than the Raiders. I do, especially right now. The Raiders are just cratering, and they win a tiebreaker against Cleveland. They're only going to tie Cleveland. They're only going to tie them. So now, now Cleveland's a game ahead, but they only have to tie them. And here's here's the other part of this, real quick. Let's so they play Buffalo Week 17 in Buffalo. I think if the Bills play hard in that game, they'll win. But if the Bills are playing for the two or the three, are they playing hard or are they just taking a bye? I don't know. How much does it matter to them? I, I, that's an impossible question to know the answer to. All right, let's move off of Miami. I, I think it's going to be a rough, rough week for Tua. But uh, So do I. 
could be let's be positive to it it's a week of growth let's be better than the it's last be a baptism yeah let, let's go yeah. uh, use it going into year two all right as far as you're just teed up the browns here uh it would be a crusher at this point if the cleveland browns somehow go from living the dream at nine and three to losing a tough game to the ravens right to to having trouble with the New York clubs somehow, some way losing one of those games and then getting beaten by the Steelers and somehow you're out of the playoffs. I don't think that's happening, but who knows? The Giants have, uh, have snuck up on some people this year. The biggest one, of course, against Seattle. I, I do not think that the Browns are going to miss the playoffs. I think they will beat the Giants. Okay, Daniel Jones, by the way, as we've been recording this podcast, now has a second leg injury may not be able to play on Sunday night. Might be a Colt McCoy show, the revenge. Could you, my God, can you imagine if he beats Cleveland? I mean, that would be just, I mean, the worst, the worst for the Browns fans, who, of course, at one point were forced to root for Colt McCoy. Um, I think they win. I think they beat the Jets, and I think Week 17 becomes fairly moot. But the Giants are good defensively. Like, that is one of those games, if you're the Browns and you're Kevin Stefanski, who's done a great job all year at managing that offense, Baker cannot get you killed in that game. He cannot get like I, uh, by no means can he be throwing the ball forty times. Run the ball, with Nick Chubb. Run the ball, with Kareem Hunt. Be be totally fine with punting the ball and play to win. I don't care if you win by three points; doesn't matter. Win the game. I think they'll. I think they'll do the job. Ultimately, to me, Baltimore, Indy, or Tennessee, however you want to, you know, one of them win the division, one of them be a wild card. In my opinion, Baltimore will be a wild card. I think Cleveland's going to be that last wild card, but if they lose this game, it's wide open. It's wide open. All things are on the table at that point. I, I actually, just for the record, I don't want to see that happen to Cleveland Browns fans. You are our fan sided fans of the year. You deserve to be in the playoffs this year. Let's go Cleveland. Hang in there. But you know, you, the Colt McCoy part of this conversation, by the way, they beat Seattle with Colt McCoy. Just, yep. I mean, he knows how to be his best Colt McCoy, if you will. So I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean he was off on that game. He was <laughs> atrocious. He was, he was so but they, but they got it done. He didn't completely kill him is what I guess what I'm trying to say. True. True. All right. All right. Eight and a half point. Let's play. Let's make some money or place your bets. Green Bay an eight and a half point favorite with Carolina. What do you got? Oh, I love Green Bay here. I'm going to bang the table hard on the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win this game going away. Carolina is just falling apart. You know, they came out of the bye last week. They were one of the last two teams to have a bye along with Tampa. They play that game and get boat raced by Drew Locke at home. It's not great. Like, it feels like a team that kind of played over their skis a little bit earlier in the year. I think it's a game early, and then it kind of gets away from them. Uh, I think it's something like 31-19, 17 somewhere in there i i I think the packers win comfortably so matt rule just for the record seven and three against the spread as an underdog this year just let's let's get that on the table let's get that on the table let's also get on the table that uh you know carolina's got uh some, some serious injury issues here with mccaffrey dj Moore. they're both questionable uh although i guess most likely they're gonna play um and green bay just can be weird uh, at times with their focus, but I, I guess I'll roll with the Packers to have an easy day here and, and, and get her done. Seattle, a five and a half point favorite 
at Washington. I, I do think that the Washington football team covers here. I think Seattle sneaks out with a three-point win, and Washington will be feeling the pain here of an opportunity to really solidify the NFC East. Where, where are you going? I'm with you. As long as Smith plays the game. If Haskins plays this game, I think it's an absolute drubbing. He's just not – he's not good. He's not good. Alex Smith can manage the game. Haskins will get them killed, man. They'll blitz him from every angle. They'll force turnovers. But if, if Alex Smith is good to go and he can overcome this calf injury, um, which I think he's a tough guy, man, obviously. I think he will play the game uh, if, if at all possible. I, I like Washington. I'm with you. I like, and I don't think it's even a backdoor cover. I think it's a game like with 10 minutes left. You're like, whoa, like it's, it's 20 to 20. I'm with you. All right, let's go Tampa and Atlanta. The Bucks are a six-point favorite over the Falcons. This one's in Atlanta. Uh, bye week looked very good for the Bucks, who had lost three of four. Uh, but they, you know, they're still missing Ronald Jones. They fractured his finger. Uh, so you got LaShawn McCoy, you got Leonard Fournette uh, making the move here. Here, here, Tampa eight and one straight up against the division, by the way, in their last nine games. But uh, I, I actually think that Atlanta is going to cover here. Um, they, they, I, I am out on feeling any overconfidence with the Bucks these days. Maybe somehow, some way, they win the football game. But if I had to bet it, I'd take the Falcons. I agree. And let me ask you, I'll, I'll skip it because I'm with you. I think the Falcons cover, I, I think the Bucks win. But the Buccaneers might be the most talented team in the NFL, along with Kansas City. What are the Buccaneers? What is their calling card? What do they do well? Uh, they they hit huge plays with Tom Brady every now and then. That's what they do. Like I, whenever I watch them, I always feel like, man, this team has so much talent. And then I'm watching the game, and I'm like, man, this team's going to win ten games and probably get blown out in a playoff game. I just, they should be so much better than they are, but they're just not. They're just not. They're like this weird. It's kind of like in basketball, you know, like those years when the Clippers have like DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. You're like, man, like Lob City, they're loaded. And then you'd see them in a playoff series and you're like, man, like they can't do anything late because DeAndre Jordan is like a 20% free throw shooter and Blake can't shoot. And Chris can't always get his, like, like you can't get a shot off. Like it's just, they're just bizarre. This is a very odd team. I think I think they win this week, but I, I do not think they're long for the playoffs. All right, the big one. And uh, thanks again to Nick for being on the podcast to start the show yes. as we look at Kansas City and the Saints. This one, of course, in New Orleans. Uh, the Chiefs are a three-point road favorite. around this is all you, brother. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, I know. The spicy take during the 21-1 in the last 22. They haven't covered in any of their last five games. Now, Miami backdoor covered. Tampa backdoor cover, but that's been the kind of the running theme with the Chiefs are these backdoor covers. So I, I don't want to say push because I think the Chiefs are actually going to win by three. Um, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Chiefs cover by a point. I, you know, it may be a four point game. The, the problem is going to be if the Saints have to play Taysom Hill, one thing the Chiefs are very good at defensively, they're very good in coverage. They're third, they're third best in air yards against. They do not give up the big play over the top unless they're playing the Raiders, in which case they give up every big play over the top. They, they're, they're very good at being able to play zone, play man. They're, they're amoebic in that regard. I don't think Taysom Hill is going to have a huge day against them. I don't. The Chiefs are very fast up front, and I just think Mahomes – the Saints have been very good defensively this year. Nick pointed that out, and he's dead on. 
I don't think it matters against the Chiefs. Like, they'll just don't move the ball. Somebody will be open. Mahomes will throw somebody open. I think they win the game something like 31-27. So I'm going to talk about boredom here. The Chiefs have been bored. Their last five games, they're 0-5 against the spread. Why is that? And because they're not the better football team. It's just, I, just to me, it's straight boredom. They're 9-4, and four, though, against the spread against a team with a winning record. They're not going to be I, – I think this is a statement game. This is a we may see you in the Super Bowl. I think Kansas City comes out and plays well, and they, they cover the three by – It's it. also – sorry, Clark. It's, it's, yeah. also, it's also an indoor fast track. That, right. Which is that, not ideal against them. Like that, I, That's one of the things that's kind of funny. Like, I almost think you're better off in some ways getting it. Now, granted, they've they've run up huge numbers at home and cold too. But like, you're almost better off getting them in a really cold outdoor. Like, maybe the ball's a rock to try to catch, or there's wind. Then, like, you're in New Orleans. You get them in that building. Good luck. There's no wind. It's 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 playing. It's just a perfect seven on seven drill the whole game. And there's nobody in the world keeping up with that. Last one is the Browns and the Giants. Sounds to me like you're taking Cleveland, four-point favorite on the road. If Jones plays, I take the Giants to cover, but lose. If McCoy plays, I, I'm taking the Browns. We talked a lot about this game, so I'll, I'll skip over uh, any any further analysis than that. But, uh, yeah, if, if Jones is the starter, I think it's a three-point game. If McCoy's the starter, give me, I think it's like a ten-point game. All right. In or out we go. I Listen, I um, – Man, I, 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 I take the Giants. I, I feel like this is going to be a, like a one-point game. Somehow, okay. I, I think it's going to be like a painful experience for Cleveland. Uh, but, but maybe they survive. Uh, that feels I, – I don't, I don't have a lot of conviction on this one, to be honest. But, all right, let's do in or out. And we're looking at the Steelers to start here. The Steelers will finish – will at least finish as the number two seed. In or out? You you got them on a free fall? You know, I really, really, really thought about this. And I still don't have a great answer. But, look, they're going to beat the Bengals on Monday night. They're going If they don't beat the Bengals, my God. I, I mean, then they're, yeah, <laughs> it's real bad news. They'll beat Cincinnati. The question for me is, do they beat Indy? Um I am going to say I'm in that they'll be the two seed. Even if they lose to Indy, I just – does Buffalo play hard for it last week of the year if they need it? Like, I don't know, especially this year with the way, you know, the fans are and everything else in the stadiums. How hard do you play for that two seed? Does it matter that much? You know, so I'm in – look, I, Pittsburgh's got the lead. I know they lose the breaker, so, you know, but I – yeah, I, I don't think they get to the one. I do not think Kansas City's losing to the Chargers, and I don't think they're losing both of the games to Atlanta and New Orleans. So um, I don't think they get there. I think they hold on to the two. I, I will be stunned if they, if they fall further than where they've fallen. Now, I was predicting that they would fall to at least this point, but right. um, I, I, don't, I don't think they're, they're going down any further than this. And there's, a, there's a lot, a lot of pride in that Steelers team, and, and obviously – uh, the injuries have hurt, and Ben being old doesn't help either, but I think they still finish at at, at, at least, num- well, no lower than two, and they're not going up either, so I think they're locked. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. 
Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. Green Bay, on the other hand, are they locked in and they'll hold on to the number one seed? I think they are. Uh, but the Packers, you know, hey, it, it, it's it, if the Saints win this week, that could get very interesting. I don't think they will. Uh, but it's one of the reasons I and Green Bay's been playing very good football. The Lions have, were that was a competitive game, and yeah, it's still Detroit, but it was a good win for Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I talked about them on upset alert, and that game was close, and then they ended up handling business. Give them credit. Yeah, I think they're going to be the one seed. I do. Uh, I think the Saints are going to lose to Kansas City this weekend, even if they don't. I think the Packers are going to run the table. I think they're going to lose another game. So uh, now I'll say this about the Packers. They do have a, a tendency at times to lose weird games. Like they lost earlier to Minnesota at home. They almost like came very, very close to losing at home to Jacksonville in what was an extremely bizarre game. But when you're this close, like I'm a big believer in if you're playing a good team, you want to see them early in the year. Because as you get later in the year, those teams start smelling the finish line. They start to know, hey, look, we got to handle business. And let's fa- face it, too. It's you know these guys. I mean they're they're football players, but they're employees. They're like, hey man, we get a week off. Like we, we get a, we get a week on vacation. So um, I think I think they'll handle business. I think they'll win these games re- relatively easy. My only fear is that Tennessee game and Henry rushing for like two hundred yards in that thing against their their defense. But uh, I think they win at home. Carson Wentz will be anywhere but Philadelphia in twenty twenty one. It's gonna be challenging to trade Carson Wentz and or cut him. So that I, I'm assuming that you're in on this, but I, I, I wonder how they're going to do it. I'm out. I think he's in Philly. I think okay. he's going anywhere. Okay. I think look, the, the, the cap numbers, you know, people like to throw these things out there. Like the cap numbers don't matter. If they trade him, they have to eat a $34 million cap hit. Now they're going to eat that cap hit with him on the roster either way. Right. But he's not on a team. You're eating 34 million in dead money. That's wild. They can't cut him. They'd be eating 54 million. That's not happening. So the only way they're moving him is to trade him. Now, I have seen people say, well, they get a first round pick for him. Are you kidding? They get a first round pick for him. They they would have to attach draft picks to get rid of him and that contract. And I've seen so many people say, well, the Colts, Frank, right? And maybe, maybe, I mean, they don't have a long-term answer quarterback, but if you're the Colts, you're, you're looking to give $100 million to him right now? It's awful. I, so I, I think it's, he's going back to Philly. I think he's going to go back to Philly. He's going to battle it out in camp with Hertz. Whoever wins the job wins the job. And if, and if he doesn't win it, look, at the end of the year, they cup eight with him. But I, I think he's back there for another year. Go Eagles. See how, Eagles. how many games will Carson Wentz play in an Eagles jersey next year? That could be a conversation at some point that we'll have. All right, last one. The Rams are the most undervalued team in the NFL, in or out. I'm in, you know, we talked about this with Nick. Um, their defense is is great. They're I, absolutely great. Number one, number two, almost across the board, especially against the pass. Um, and they're the best defense player in the world. The, the Rams also do have a, a good offense because they can run the ball some. Cooper Cup's terrific. Robert Wood's a good player. Um, and Josh Reynolds is underrated. They got a couple of decent tight ends in Higby and Everett. And McVay's a hell of a coach. So I do think they're undervalued. Uh, you know, we always talk about Seattle and Green Bay, New Orleans, but we don't really talk as much about the Rams. The problem I have with the Rams, and, and Nick and I were in lockstep on this. He said it. I totally agree with him. Goff is just not good. And, and I just have a hard time seeing them. They're not going to get a bye. 
they're going to have to win three games in the playoffs, and they're probably going to have to beat a couple of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And I get it. Look, when they went to the Super Bowl, they beat Prescott, they beat Breeze. Let's, they should not have beaten Breeze. They got the biggest call of all time on that no-pass interference call. Um, and that team was loaded offensively. I mean, that team had you – know, they had more guys. They had Brandon Cooks on that team. Gurley was a, a shell of himself from playoff time. But for most of the year, he was an MVP candidate. Um, I, I just I, – I struggle to see them going out and winning three games in a row. But I do still think they're the most undervalued because they are a contender in my mind, and we don't talk about them as such. I actually think Seattle is the most undervalued. I don't hear anyone talking about the Seahawks. Um, like, I, I keep on hearing, like, the Rams will pop up. Nick brought them up. Um, I mean, I, not in a real they're going to win the Super Bowl, but – and uh, you, we don't hear, to your point, like a ton of – like, this defense is incredible. Uh, I mean, look at what Aaron Donald and company have done for Leonard Floyd, who absolutely sucked in Chicago and 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 the Bears let him roll – and the dude's, you know, top uh, whatever, third in the NFL in sacks now. So, I mean, they are just making things easier on guys. Uh, but I, I I, don't hear a lot of people talk. I just want to throw the, C- the Seattle Seahawks in the undervalued category if, if everybody's okay with that. Thank you, by the way, for listening to Stacking the Box and appreciating the Seattle Seahawks as an undervalued team. Verderam, you ate a cookie in the middle of the podcast, so that definitely means yep. your family has arrived and you're going to get fat. They have, and I am. Um, yeah, I actually got on the scale this morning. So I was like, I just want to see how much damage I can do in a week here. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to keep myself reined in. Um, but I did have a buckeye. My mother made about fifty of them, and so not, uh, granted, my father's out here, so there's a good chance thirty of them are gone already. Um, but yeah, no, we all quarantined. We all did everything we were supposed to be doing here. So I'm, I'm hoping that. Uh, you know, it works out fine. It, it should. You never know. I mean, things happen. Things are weird. Uh, weird time. Yeah, family's out. I'm going to be packing on the weight. I'm uh, going to be making a big old lasagna later on. And it's going to be a full-on Italian feast at the house for about the five days while they're here. But Maisie's thrilled. She got uh, her early Christmas gifts uh, from my parents. who gave her about 12 things. So she's running around the house right now. Uh, I can literally hear her running above me as I'm in my office. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's good. I hope everybody can enjoy the holiday season and, and, uh, you know, see their loved ones if they can you know make it work safely. Um, how's, uh, how's Hanukkah going at Carm? Happy Hanukkah. Oh, thank you for It's been a great Hanukkah. We've lit some candles. Um, I haven't gotten any gifts. No one said anything nice to me. So thank you very much. It feels special right now. Uh, if we're talking family, my dad, who was a legend in the fan-sided offices for screaming at our boss, Patrick Allen, and where's the bathroom? Uh, that was a great moment in time. He uh, He's turning 95 today, Verderam. The big man is uh, the Happy birthday, 95. A lot of candles. A lot of candles on a 9-5, so uh, I'm going up there uh, for a socially distant uh, dinner tonight. Going to bring Pops uh, a corned beef sandwich and a pickle. Uh, let, him, let him really get after it. And it's going to be a day. So I don't even know what day we are in in Hanukkah. I probably should get one more gift for my wife. I, I did come up. I was going to ask, what day is it? I know it's been going on for, you know, what is it, day six, something like that? Yeah. Let's see here. I think the first night was last Friday. I don't know. I, Hanukkah and me, you know, it's it's a it's a thing for, for us Jews, Verderam, that we're, you know, we get so dominated by Christmas. And it's such an inferior, inferior holiday that we – 
you know, we don't act like it exists. It's, it's day. Um, it's let's see here. It's, it's day five. Okay. Day six, day five. Yeah. Tomorrow. No. no, 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 it's day six. Tomorrow is seven. And then Friday is eight. So I was right. I, I've been keeping tabs. Like I, so now your wife, correct me if I'm, she's also Jewish, correct? She is a Jewish woman. Yes. I only ask because I've, you know, I know Jeff Schwartz, we used to do the podcast with, he married, he's, he's of Jewish faith and he married his wife. Uh, I believe Catholic. I don't want to, I don't want to go out and put everybody's denominations out there. But my point is I know Jeff gets the best of all or celebrates everything. Man goes right from Hanukkah right into Christmas. I mean, that's that, why I asked because I wasn't sure if Chelsea, if she was, you know, if you, if you guys just rolled right through the holidays. It's an elite way to live, what Schwartz is doing right there. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, we miss him on the pod. Um, yeah, I, I think there's plenty of straight Jewish households who also just go <laughs> go in for this Christmas celebration. I mean, why do you want to be left out? I mean, maybe you don't have the tree, but you're certainly having a big meal on the 25th. I mean, come on. So Hey, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think, like, why not? Right? It, if you're going to have another holiday, you can have another reason to celebrate, especially this year. Holy hell. Like, if, if, if there's anything I've learned out of this year, you might as well live it up. Like, we were just talking. I was talking to uh, my wife, Steph, yesterday, last night, and – you know, at fan sided here, we're, we're very generously given a, a good amount of vacation time. And we are. We are. Where the hell have you been? Yes. Compare it. My God, I get more vacation time than people that I know have worked the company for like 30 years. But in any event, they were letting us roll over eight days this year. Normally, it's just the five. And like everybody I've talked to in the company is rolling all these days over because where the hell have you gone this year? If, if the vaccines are going through, and by the way, you know, we always try to be a little bit on a personal level at the end of the podcast. How great is it to see these pod, to see these vaccines rolling out and going in arms? It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I was talking to Steph. I'm like, I'm gonna have enough time. Like, we're we're using every one of those days next year. We're going like the second the world's back to normal, we're going we're going out to the West Coast, we're going to the East Coast, or go, I'd like I'd like to go to the Big Easy for a weekend. Like all of it. It's all happening because we were all cooped up for nine months, man. I'm, I'm living the dream next year. That is interesting, by the way. I like to talk to corporate. Can we do those roll over after next year, or is it just it's an all in five days? Back, right, right, but okay. Oh boy, (laughs) you know that it's only an extra three days, but somehow Verderam is going all around the world. I like your optimism. I can't wait to learn the Verderam travel itinerary for 2021. I'll, I'll give you straight up. So I don't know how, what days, of course, yet we're going to do every year. We go two weeks back to New York, stay at the lake house. This might be the last year we own the lake house. We're going to do that. Okay. So two weeks at the lake house, a long weekend to door County in the summer, door County, Wisconsin, um, which is a nice time. The wife and I go just get away for a couple of days. Um, We'll go back to New York for Christmas next year for, for a week. Um, And then we're going big on a vacation with a, another couple we're really good friends with, uh, best man of my wedding, Mike Condon, and his wife. Uh, we're going to go out to San Francisco for three or four days, uh, go to Napa as well, and then we're going to go up to Portland and Seattle uh, for another three or four days. So kind of go up the West Coast. Uh, that's going to be a big one. That'll be a nice one. We'll, we'll leave Macy with the grandparents. Um, so, yeah, man, I got, I got a lot planned. Who plans their life like this? I, I that's, This is very impressive. I've been playing this out since since like September when I knew we could roll these days over. <laughs> I oh yeah, I have dates and then I have contingency dates. I have I, oh yeah, you know right now though, man, you could fly like 
if you bought the tickets right now, you could do all those flights for like $200 a person. Yeah. Air, air travel. Ridiculous. Good time to invest, especially if you got Southwest, because you can always switch them out. Right. Uh, on that level or on that note, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you for watching Stacking the Box and listening and being with us and happy holidays. Enjoy the whatever night of Hanukkah it is and Christmas right around the corner and Verderam's travel schedule and Nick Wright and the Chiefs. Enjoy your week 15, everybody. We'll talk to you Sunday night. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.